Welcome to the Nine Point Podcast. I'm your host, BH. We at the Nine Points Podcast receive our inspiration from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The scripture speaks to nine fruits of the Spirit of God and is read as follows. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We at the Nine Points Podcast try to promote these principles out of obedience to God as a way to raise, sustain, and celebrate our unique families. I uh, wanted to reach out uh, through the podcast today as a family because this is a uh, day unlike um, any other that I've that I've experienced, you know, in life, and probably many others that are listening. Um, I originally wanted us to come on as a family to talk about, uh, you know, to talk about some of the events of the last couple of days and most particularly today in Washington, D.C., with today being January the 6th, 2021. And um, but I had, you know, I prayed about it and, and I had talked and I wanted to make sure that we stayed away from using certain types of words. Um, I wanted to stay away from certain types of words because even though um, we have opinions on um, on certain things that have happened, um, we don't want the podcast to be something that is uh, that I guess um, excludes people <clears throat> or um, gives anybody the sense that uh, one way of looking at things is the absolute right way um, all the time as it relates to uh, matters of conscience, as it relates to matters of, you know, the fruit of the spirit. Um, And I also, you know, today's just been just been packed. I mean, um, you know, yesterday, yesterday, the, the fifth, um, there was the, the runoff in Georgia for the Senate races today being the sixth and, um, them trying to do the certification with the electoral college. Today is also my uncle George's birthday. And, um, and then also today is also a, um, anniversary for my employment where I'm at right now. I spent several years working as an independent contractor. And now I've spent more time at this place than, uh, than the time that I was an independent contractor. So a whole lot of stuff has happened today. And, um, and it also gives, gives me an opportunity to pull on something that has been kind of like in the works for about the past month. So I'll just go ahead and get into it. Um, my father, I talked to my father a little over a month ago and um, I talked to him about, you know, talking about the beginnings of humanity. uh, Well, like the human race and where we came from and all these different, you know, the different groups, the I mean, the different um, ethnicities and where we all came from and stuff. Um, But I never really sat down. And figured out how, you know, those that information that he shared, um, he, you know, he had a couple of presentations uh, to a Sunday school class. One of them is called uh, Mankind's Relationship with God. And then another one was called A Light for the Gentiles. Um, so he did a couple of presentations on, you know, 
you know, the population after the flood. And um, and I, and like I said, I hadn't gotten around to how, you know, we could talk about those things specifically as they relate to um, the fruit of the spirit. But um, as it would, you know, as it as it uh, turned out, I ended up went back and started reading my Bible again from the beginning, from Genesis. And I came across something that actually speaks to something that is going that's happening today that that fits in my opinion with what's happening today um it and we can read it i can read it and discuss it and politics will stay out and name calling stays out and the seriousness of the message with god's help will be what is able to come out and what you're able to remember What I'm going to talk about is coming from Genesis chapter nine, verses 20 through, I think, 27. Okay, it talks about, you know, Christians, those of you who do that are Christians that are familiar with it know that this is about um, Noah, you know, and what happened with Noah and his sons after the flood. And um, again, it's Genesis chapter nine, verses 20 through 27. I'm going to read several different versions. I'm going to first read the New Living Translation, then the New International Version, then the King James Bible, then the 21st Century King James Bible. Okay? And and I'll explain why in a minute, but it's the same things. It's Genesis chapter 9 verses 20 through 27. The first, this first version is the New Living Translation. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem And Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so that they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem and may Canaan be his servant. That was the New Living Translation. Same passage, Genesis chapter 9, verses 20 through 27. This is from the New International Version. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of his wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. 
But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Jepheth's territory. May Jepheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Jepheth. And then finally, the King James Version. Well, actually, it's two more versions. This is the King James Version. Verses 20 through 27. And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be until his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Now, finally, uh, Genesis chapter 9, verses 20 through 27. And this is the fourth and final version I'm going to read today, which is the 21st century King James Bible. And it reads, And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and two and told his two brethren outside. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were turned away, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Now, I want to say this because if I was just tuning into a podcast, if I listened to it all the way through, I'd be like, why would somebody read the same thing four times? And I'm going to tell you straight up because I've taken enough time reading it. I read it four times because of this. You and I live in an age where we interpret things based on what we hear, not what is always the truth. We as human beings have this myth, this misperception that we are capable of objectivity, 
But as long as you have, as long as you and I have weaknesses, as long as you and I are imperfect, and as long as you and I struggle with pride issues, and quite frankly, just the fact that we cannot know everything. I mean, just take, for example, what you thought you knew when you were about to get married and what you knew about marriage and your spouse 10 years into it. You knew some stuff, but some stuff you didn't understand until you got deep into it. As it relates to this, specifically, I've read and I've uh, I've been, you know, nobody's you know, you know, nobody's talked to me. Certain people don't talk to me telling me that they believe this, but I've heard it said around me. There have been people that have taken this particular scripture and said that it describes why darker people have been slaves, have been enslaved by lighter skinned people. Do I, does everybody believe that? No. Do, I mean, I don't even think half people, half the people that read the Bible even paid attention to that. And I think that most people, uh, when you hear that put out there, no matter how eloquent uh, the person may be when they say it, when they say it, you might think that that doesn't smell right. I don't that don't I don't think so. I don't think so. But it is it is true that there are people that believe that. They will go to this verse. They will go to these verses, Genesis chapter nine, verses 20 to 27, to say that God cursed darker skinned people. And whether you want to be, you know, a bleeding heart snowflake and and say that it's not true. How can you dispute the, the Bible? And I think it's very poignant for uh, for this discussion, and it's applicable for today because that narrative speaks to something called privilege. Privilege is not exclusive to any ethnic group. Privilege, a sense of privilege is not, um, it's not, I guess, a curse to just certain types of people. A sense of privilege is something that all of us can fall victim to when pride it gets behind the steering wheel, when pride uh, sneaks into our better judgment and we kind of misperceive things. And without really going back and checking it out, we kind of act like it's fact. Now, I'll say the verses one more time. I'm not going to read them again. Genesis nine verses 20 to 27. I will tell you this point blank, and I read it four different times. You read your own Bible and you find any other version that you want to read. I just read four. At no point between verses 20 to 27 does the Bible say that God cursed Canaan or the descendants of Canaan. What the Bible says in each of those Different versions and every other version I've ever said goes to verse 25, where it says, well, 24 and 25, when Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. 
Big, big, and bold, right there. That did not say that God cursed Canaan. This says that a man that had just come out of being drunk decides to curse Canaan. What you will not read prior to verse 20 or after verse 27 is anything in the Bible that says that God endorsed or God substantiated or God gave the authority of Noah to curse Canaan. The whole notion of implying that slavery exists and certain types of slavery exist between uh, different people based on hue did not come from the Bible from the literal interpretation of the Bible, from the figurative interpretation of the Bible that came from people reading it and thinking that something made sense. And then they blend what they read with what makes the most sense and then share something that could be dangerous. You, I want to put out there on this day, It's important to recognize the danger that comes with people of privilege being able to write the narrative. People of privilege taking something that is literal, that is substantiated by multiple sources, but because they're privileged, think that they have executive authority to add to it what makes sense for them. And what um, what they are able to live with without great, you know, angst. That is what happens with this particular passage in the Bible. In summary, God did not curse Canaan. Two, I challenge anybody that disputes that fact to point to anywhere in the Bible that says God gave Noah the authority to do that. And third, just, you know, this is just 20th and 21st century people talk right here. You do you think that somebody that's coming out of a hangover can speak for God and then that justifies one of the most sickening things that men have ever done to each other. It does not make sense. It is not, it it is not something that um, is justifiable, but I believe in light of the days and events that we're living with right now, it goes to show it's a perfect example of just how powerful how the narrative can be more can be more accepted and acted upon than the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, the hard work is using love, joy, peace, kindness, all the fruits of the spirit. When you're frustrated, when you've been disappointed, when you feel like you've been let down, when you feel something 
important has been taken from you, when you have done all you can with your willpower and you still feel a void there and you don't know what you're going to do because it's just so strong, it's so powerful, it takes away your joy. The pull to try to make sense out of something that just isn't there. It's something where when we love somebody and see them going through it, we need to bring them close to us. We need to bring them close to us and say, hey, sometimes you can get away with this sort of stuff. But sometimes I've seen these kinds of thoughts take people off the deep end and get them into situations that they can never come back from. They can get so wild, you know, so revved up on their own convictions that not only do they hurt themselves, they hurt other people that they haven't even thought about and they can never take it back. So um, I just felt it was important to say something tonight. Like I said, I wanted to sit, share something that with the whole family, but you know, after we talked, I don't, I didn't feel confident that we could all sit down and talk without race coming up or without, uh, you know, sharing you know trying to explain trying to ask the begging the question of why 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 um i wanted to instead talk about scripture and share how sometimes the scripture can be bold and clear and still not be acceptable we still have to get our narrative sometimes so I hope you all go out, love each other, learn how to be a um, love your neighbor as yourself. And remember that wealth is to be spent, but treasures to be shared. God bless you.